0: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, there's a big contrast between crops in southwest and southeast Saskatchewan. AgriNews news is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers, Ag Division. Choose McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougallauction.com. And South Country Equipment, your one-stop for great service and a selection of agricultural precision ag and lawn and garden products. Well, there's a sharp contrast in crop conditions between southeast and southwest Saskatchewan. The regional crop specialist in Weyburn, Sherry Roberts, says parts of the southeast received about 15 millimeters of rain overnight.
1: Well, I would say we had at least half an inch, Jim, maybe a little bit more. I unfortunately don't have my rain gauge up yet, but from the puddles that are in the... Uh, streets here in Glen Avon, I would say a minimum of half an inch. I know we had a really good downpour, and of course a lot of thunder and lightning. The crops here are looking really good. The biggest problem that some farmers are having is because of the uneven germination. We're now getting uneven, say, heading in the cereals, so there's going to be a long flowering period. So uh, producers are having to make some decisions about, you know, should I spray for fusarium? You know, what are my risks? I would recommend that they go to the Sask Week Fusarium page for the the predictor so that they can watch and see how the the predictions are going for the level of fusarium they're expecting down here in the southeast. I know there are some areas that they're they're looking at a moderate risk at this point, but I've been trying to monitor it and let people know. But definitely, if you have questions, producers, please go to that Sask Wheat website and look at that, that forecaster for fusarium head blight, because with these rains we've been having, it could very well become an issue.
0: Sounds like crops are doing well with all the moisture.
1: Oh, they are. I know the biggest problem that's happening now is guys that want to cut their hay, and they can't because we haven't had enough days, you know, where it's been dry so it won't get rained on. That's what I'm – complaints I'm hearing now. We've got a lot of really nice canola in bloom. Uh, We're hearing a little bit of insect issues here and there, but nothing real strong at this point down in the southeast. And, of course, you know, we have – so many different stages because there was so many different plantings done, you know, planting time was extended because of the dryness and then the wetness, so there's a, there's a lot of different stages of crops out there, but from what I'm seeing here, at least in this part, uh, things look real good, and even down, I was by, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was down by the border in the Cornac, mittenary. area, a lot of really nice looking fields of chickpeas down there, so Things have have bounced back and a lot of the dugouts are are full again and those small sloughs have got water in them and people are in a whole lot more positive mood than a couple months ago and and particularly since last year.
0: Is it too early or any yield estimates yet?
1: Mm, Too early. Too early at this point, although the, the canola that I'm seeing is looking awful good. If we don't run into any hail issues, because I do know we did have that hailstorm down here in the southeast about a week and a half ago, but I'm hearing from the crop insurance people it was real spotty and, and not that large of an area got affected. And at that point, the crops were still in, at a point where they could recover. But now we've got these, the canola out there, you know, flowering, and pretty soon it's going to start potting. So at that point, it's going to be a little bit more uh, dicey if we start getting some more hail. But let's hope we just keep these rainstorms up and. But let's try to time them at least once a week, so some of the hay producers can get their hay up. Would be nice.
0: How close to normal development are crops?
1: Some are right on, and others are are, are behind. It, it all depended on how quick some of the farmers got out in the field and what uh, level of subsurface moisture that they had for germination to occur. All in all, I'm seeing a lot of really nice looking fields out there. I think yield should be good, unless we end up with you know that the water faucets don't turn off and. We start getting disease issues. I know I am starting to see some root rots in some pea and, and lentil fields. That's going to happen with this kind of weather that we're having, particularly with the wet and the humidity. And if you've been following tight rotations and have a problem, you are going to start seeing some disease with your with your lentils and peas. And one thing to keep in mind, producers, if you have a phantomiasis or root rots in your field, fungicide sprays will not help. So keep that in mind. The disease has already started. Hephaenomyces, these are root rot diseases. They start from the roots and go up. So you just need drier conditions.
0: Jerry Roberts is the regional crop specialist in Weyburn. The regional crop specialist in Swift Current says area crops are showing signs of stress from hot, dry weather. Shannon Chance says there was rainfall this past weekend, but crops are suffering from a lack of moisture.
2: Lentil. Uh, and the wheat and peas i've seen are a little bit shorter because it has been kind of less than normal precipitation it's been pretty dry overall we did get some rain yesterday some nice slow rain so that was good um but they they do look pretty good um haven't been out to look specifically for disease but haven't heard of anything out there yet so that's good uh the canola is not looking as good, De- definitely. There's crops that are flowering a little bit early or um, there's a lot of herbicide injury out there here and there. Just because it was so dry over the winter, there wasn't a chance for some of the herbicides to break down enough. So the canola crop's taking those up and, and getting kind of injured and definitely set back.
0: How are pastures?
2: Not, as far as I know, not bad. Uh, I, th- I think everyone could definitely use a rain, although it's been pretty pretty scattered here and there.
0: That's what I've heard a lot about Saskatchewan is we've had some rains, but it's been very scattered. Is that the way it is in the southwest?
2: Yeah, definitely. Like sometimes our place is just north of Swift Current and sometimes, you know, people two miles away or south of Swift Current get some rain and we don't for whatever reason or vice versa. So, yeah, it seems to be a lot more scattered. We definitely haven't had any really general rains go through.
0: Are crops at normal stage of development or behind or ahead?
2: I think the canola is a bit early, probably a week or two early, just because of how dry it was, has been up till now, and that again depends on where it is too in the swift current area definitely it's it's flowering early because of the stress
0: any indication what do you expect yields to be? Is it really too early?
2: I think it's too early especially for canola. It can compensate amazingly well it's a very flexible crop, so you know hopefully it can recover some i you know, I think there'll be definitely some impact and probably some lower yields because of kind of early stress. But you can't, can't really tell yet. Hopefully we'll get some rain.
0: Shannon Chant is the regional crop specialist in Swift Current. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. A grain market analyst sees improving prices this summer for wheat and canola in Saskatchewan. Neil Townsend with FarmLink Marketing Solutions says there are concerns about crop yields in some parts of the prairies.
3: There's been a tremendous amount of uh, confidence in North American crop production. I mean, and that goes right through the corn belt, you know, corn, soybeans, uh, U.S. spring wheat, and up into Canada. I think the view from the ground is maybe a little bit different. I think that, uh, you know, we're hearing concerns in and around, say, the Saskatoon area that farmers are becoming reluctant sellers of canola because they're concerned about their crops. They're concerned about their yield potential there. There's a few other little cracks. I mean, again, we're not talking disaster or anything like that. We're just talking about people aren't in the mindset that the crop is made. And I think that's very important because the way a lot of the market reaction is being about the crops is that oh the weather has improved and the crop is made and then you throw on top of that the kind of like the elephant in the room or more like a herd of elephants in the room is the whole trade tensions that's coming out of you know china us and throwing a little bit corollary with nafta and that kind of stuff which has really been hurting the market it's been driving soybeans down to like you know contract lows and and below nine dollars and and the supply and demand balances for soybeans it doesn't support of a sub $9 price on the futures market for that. And likewise for canola, I mean, with if, if all of the acres gets planted and we get a trend or better yield, yes, canola prices look like they could fade away. But I would say during the growing season, you know, the concern about what the yield will be, plus the trade tensions, which have somewhat of a positive impact on canola, like it, it sort of supports it. And then the other thing is just like the continuation of a weak Canadian dollar, are going to support canola prices in, in the summertime and I, I think the other factor with canola is just that we've seen some anecdotal reports about very strong forward chinese buying for the fall and uh, early winter so you know i think companies that are going to have to start to uh, make sure they have the procurements in order so that they can fulfill those contracts For wheat wheat has been beaten down super good jim like i mean uh, to me wheat is overdone again not just the local supply and demand balance, but the global supply and demand balance, given all of the little nicks and cuts that the weather's inflicting on world wheat crops, I don't think it supports kind of the, you know, how far they've driven wheat down. It's a very US-centric kind of viewpoint that, oh my God, the HRW crop was better than we thought. Use our foot off the pedal, plus the trade tension. And the trade tension is probably the crop that's the least impacted is wheat. Then you start to look, Chinese wheat crops, Reports have it down, you know, anywhere from 10% to 30%. And I've heard some people that I really trust saying that they're in some provinces in China, they are running into very, very poor wheat yields because of the adverse weather there. Then you look at Russia, that crop, I mean, still a massive crop, but way down from last year. And it will inhibit their ability to export to the levels that they exported this year. Egypt, I mean, that's the world's biggest or one of the world's big, traditionally the world's biggest importer they procured less wheat and produced less wheat than they were anticipating, which means that, you know, they're going to go full throttle on imports. European Union wheat crop seems to be, it's not getting bigger, It's maybe not getting too much smaller. And then finally, there's a, uh, there's a real situation brewing on the east coast of Australia and New South Wales that looks like it could be very detrimental for their wheat production. So I, I see wheat prices stabilizing here. I see uh, wheat prices having a little bit of momentum upwards. And again, a lot of it will depend on how or if we resolve some of these trade issues between China and the U.S. And then if we make some progress in NAFTA as well, I think would help uh, commodities.
0: Neil Townsend is a senior market analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hall as wealth. Scotia Capital Inc is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were moving down in early trading this morning. Durham dropped $1.14 at fourteen at two fifty four fifty nine. Canola fell a dollar ninety at four hundred eighty dollars and ninety four cents. Oats went down three eighty one at one fifty three eighty five. Yellow peas declined six dollars at two twenty four fifty four. Number one red spring wheat dropped forty cents at two nineteen fourteen. The rest were unchanged. Feed barley one hundred seventy two sixty three. Flax four hundred eighty two forty two. Feed wheat one hundred eighty nine fifty eight. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, September spring wheat is up eight cents at five hundred thirty five a bushel. You buy the Assiniboia and Weyburn livestock auctions. Call Assiniboia six four two forty one eighty or Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four.
4: This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of July 3rd. It was Weyburn's turn for a regular sale last week. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.85 to $0.95. D3 cows sold from $0.72 to $0.84. Counter cows sold from $0.50 to $0.70. Good Butcher Bulls sold from $1.10 to $1.25. Cow-calf pairs sold from $1,500 to $2,100. We had a few yearlings at our sale. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $1.83 and sold up to $1.96. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.82 and sold up to $1.85. And for the heifers, 700 to 800 pound heifers averaged $1.60 and sold up to $1.80. 800 to 900 pound heifers averaged $1.55 and sold up to $1.80. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too.
0: The Saskatchewan pork prices are unavailable today due to technical issues. Back in a moment. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Partly cloudy skies, the high 22. 60% chance of showers late this evening and overnight with risk of a thunderstorm, the low 12. Wednesday, mainly cloudy, 40% chance of showers early in the morning. Clearing in the afternoon, wind northwest 30, the high 20 degrees, the low 9 degrees. Thursday, sunny with a high of 25, the low 15. Friday, sunny, the high 33, the low 19. Saturday, sunny, the high 32, the low 16. Sunday, sunny, the high 28, the low 14. Monday, sunny, and a high of 29. Sounds like the usual early July type weather. The normal high is 25 for this time of year. The normal low is 11. The sun rose at 4.53 this morning. It sets at 9.13 tonight. And around the province, by the way, the hot spot is Estevan at 22 in Saskatchewan. The cold spot is Hudson Bay at 10. The hot spot in Canada is 32 in Bathurst, New Brunswick, and a spot in Quebec. On the roundup, Estevan, 22. Saskatoon, 18. Swift Current is 16. Weyburn, 20. Yorkton is 21. Cloudy in Regina, 19, 66 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 7. The humidity is 66%. Barometer rising, 101.5. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 20. Winds are from the west at 9. Once again, Regina, cloudy, 19. That's 66 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.